You are listening to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. Hello and welcome to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. I'm your host, Ben Welnack, and if you are coming back from listening to other radio ranches, Guitar Ted is not joining us on this episode. Uh, we've been trying to connect with this guest uh, for a while. We had some technical issues, and then uh, we just wanted to get this done. So it's just me and our guest, and the guest is Pat Sorensen. He is the man behind Penn Cycle in Minneapolis. So we will. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, about the Almanza 100. Uh, but first, I just want to make a note that this episode is brought to you by Kansas Tourism. And the easiest, quickest way of checking it out is go to travelchaos.com or on the show page, the show notes, there's a link. There's a big banner ad. So go to the show page on ridinggravel.com and click on that banner ad. It'll take you to all their cycling information. And I will have a link in the show notes too. So if there's only, if you like what you hear and there's only one thing you do, click on that and that'll help us a lot. We appreciate their support. Um, they came to us looking to do some advertising, looking to partner up and it was a great fit, obviously. So we appreciate it. So go check them out. All right, Pat. I appreciate you taking the time talking about Almanzo. You guys got involved with it this year. Penn Cycle did. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to first talk about how you got involved with the Almanza 100, uh, you personally, and then Penn Cycle, and then we'll talk about some of the, the specifics. So what can people expect uh, for the Almanza 100? Which, by the way, people, you can go to registration is open till day of. It's May 15th, almanzo100.bike. Uh, you can find it on Twitter, um, which is Almanzo Info. So it's at Almanzo Info. And then on Facebook, you can uh, search for Almanzo 100 and Spring Valley Tourism. And I will link all that in the show notes. All right, Pat, I wanted to get all the information out there, um, but thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation. All right. So listeners, if you are new to this, um, welcome. If you are wondering why it's on mountain bike radio, because I uh, run mountain bike radio and it was a good, it was a good fit. But Pat, my point is Pat has been a guest several times on mountain bike radio. We talk about his whole story, the story about Penn cycle, how it came to be. Um, and we're not going to rehash that in this episode. But I will link those previous shows in the show notes. So if you're curious about how Penn Cycle started, just look down in the show notes, click on the link, and you can listen to that episode. All right, Pat. So Almanza 100. Let's talk about what. Um, how did you first get involved in riding the Almanza 100? Well, I had uh, kind of a life-changing experience. <clears throat> I uh, lost my uh, significant other. Uh, for over 21 years to breast cancer. <clears throat> and uh, my mountain bike team saw what I went through and challenged me to uh, to ride the Almanzo. And so it became a focus, and I trained, and I took on the challenge, and I did it. And uh, it was truly a, a, a life-changing experience to, uh, to do with something like a 100-mile gravel road race. It was really – it's hard to put to words. How long did it take you to, to train and get ready for that? 
that first well, one? Well, it was the first one that I did was back in 2012. It was an exceptionally uh, early spring. I mean, we had 90 degree days in March, and uh, the mountain bike team set up a schedule for me, and uh, we rode every Sunday uh, for long gravel rides. And then during the week, I would ride my road bike as much as I possibly could because those guys were just kicking my behind every Sunday. And, and so I just had to, uh, had to get my, myself in shape. I, I told the guys, I said, you know, I said, there's nothing I can do about my age, but there is something I can do about my physical condition. And so that's, uh, I took it real serious and, and got back on the bike. And to be honest with you, I haven't gotten off my bike since. <laughs> what? I'm curious with that, was it what you expected going into it or, you know, with all the training and the, the, the similar type of roads I'm assuming you were doing, was it, was it everything that you had expected or was it something that going into it, you knew with, with losing her and going into it, putting all this work into it, you had a lot invested in it, right? Did it turn yeah. out to be something where you were like, all right, this is exactly the way I wanted it to happen or was it something where you... You know, how did that go? Well, it, it, the day, you know, I was just filled with uh, fear, right. to be perfectly honest. I didn't know what the heck to experience because <laughs> I've never ridden 100 miles on the gravel and to have all the pressure of the entire mountain bike team around me. But I'll tell you what, that, that particular day, it got up to 95 degrees and the wind was blowing steady at 30, gusting to 40. And, uh, it was amazing when, you know, going straight into that wind and then, uh, and then finally turning and having a side wind, um, just out of curiosity, you know, I was, I was just battling to keep the bike upright. So I dropped back just to see what it looked like and seeing all of the mountain bike team in front of me, everybody was heeled over like a sailboat. Uh, <laughs> It was it was pretty hilarious. I, I I enjoy sailing, and so that's why I related to following sailboats because everybody was heeled over to the side, just trying to stay up on the bike. And then the uh, the real payoff is at about mile eighty. A couple of the younger guys said uh, uh, that they couldn't, they just couldn't go anymore. And and the, the team leader said, "What do you mean you can't go anymore? There's no place to stop." We're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You have to go. <laughs> so we stopped and uh, had, had those young bucks uh, take a couple of goos and drink some water. And then so we, we started, you know, taking turns, pushing them. And we got them back in the game and we all finished the race together. It was like, it was like a Marine Corps infantry out there, out there. Do you think the, your teammates were happier to see you finish than you were? I think, uh, I think it was mutual. Well, I think it was pretty mutual, <laughs> okay. but I think I was more happy that I was still alive at that point. <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was it was a, it was a religious experience for me in in, a, in many ways. Did you? How long did you last in that glow of finishing it and doing it, going through and doing it? Was it? Did you? Did you kind of sit back and enjoy it for a long time, or were you? Was it more of like? Okay, you know, after a week, you're like, you know what? I'm really happy with the way it went. All right, I want to do some more of these. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm still living the glow, I think, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still riding gravel, and, and uh, I am proud and happy to say that I was able to to do the Almanzo. I've gone on, and I've 
ridden the West Side Dirty Benjamin a few times, and I do uh, Trenton's uh, Filthy Tifty in the fall time. Uh, I, I challenge my daughter to, uh, to do the both the West Side Dirty Benjamin and the uh, Filthy Tifty with me, so I uh, do that with my daughter. So it's pretty cool. And can I ask, can you say publicly how old you are? I am 60 years old. All right, there you go. So listeners, if you're you're wondering, uh, if you're sitting around on the couch wondering, uh, you know, what to do next, you uh, are getting outdone. Pat's out there doing it. So <laughs> if you're, if you're <laughs> questioning yourself, you. yeah, you. yep, Pat's challenging you right there. So get out and do the Monza 100. Make that your first uh, first step. So, so what what have you know besides that first Almanza one hundred? What would you say? Have you had a, a favorite uh, second ride that's kind of been in? I guess not, for lack of a better term, enlightening. You know, because sometimes you you do that first event, and under the circumstances you did it, that was a you know, like you said, almost a religious experience. As you do more of these type of things, every once in a while you'll come across a ride that's like a a perfect time or, you know, everything seemed to click and it was just perfect weather and you just felt like a whole different person after you're done. Did you, did you hit any of those or was it more of a progression? Now you look back several years and you're like, wow, I really changed in a few years. You know, it, yeah, I've been out obviously in riding and all kinds of weather. Oh, mm-hmm. as far as riding goes, I, I do have some ground rules. If it's raining before I start a ride, I don't go. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I've, with, with age, you, you do get a little smarter sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you get out there and it's raining, you know, you just got to, that's, that's part of the game. Okay. Um, anytime that, that I get out and I do a big ride, it, uh, you know, it's just the endorphins and everything. It just makes me feel really good. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of, uh, good way of looking at it. All right. You know, through through all the experience that I had and everything like that, my bike has uh, really become a good friend. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that bike. So, what are you riding? Well, I I actually updated this year. This year, for my gravel bike, I've got myself a Boone Nine uh, Trek. Uh, it's got uh, the electronic Altegra and disc brakes. Oh, that's one thing you definitely. The disc brakes, in my opinion, are really, really important because that first El Monzo, on one of the big descents, I hit 48 miles an hour on a gravel descent, yes. and I was riding the bike with, with cantilever brakes, and it wasn't quite enough gear or not quite enough brake. And yeah. uh, but but I stayed upright. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I can imagine it's just a little too little dirt. You know, when you're going that fast with those kind of brakes not the most powerful to begin with, but you add in, add in some dirt and dust that you're inevitably going to have. And it's a mess. So, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It was yeah. really dry that first day or that first ride. Yeah. So let's, I want to talk about what was your old bike then? Uh, my old bike was, uh, was a Trek, uh, Krona CX. Okay. So, so can I ask you then with, uh, gravel bikes is there what do you think as far i don't want to go into a big side discussion about gravel bikes but is there a is there something to it or can you just i mean you can go out and do it on anything and you can go out and do it on a fat bike no big deal but you know is there something to it i am you know i think the cyclocross bike is really the best bike because if it is muddy then you have enough clearance for for the tires and the mud Mm 
Um, the only thing that I would that I've changed on my second cross bikes that I use for gravel is that I I put compact gearing because of with a traditional cyclocross gearing, I found at least for for me I did not have low enough gears, and so I run a compact uh, gearing on, on the front crank, mm-hmm. and that way you got you got a nice huge wide range of gears so you can take on anything. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I just want to remind people. Uh, you can go to almanzo100.bike. So that's the website. You can check them out on Twitter. Registration's open. Uh, check them out on Facebook too, Almanzo100. Or you can go to Spring Valley Tourism. And if you're wondering, thinking about traveling maybe, it's not that far from a lot of places. It's May 15th, so you have some time to plan yet. So check those out. Do that now. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about it from a Penn Cycle perspective. Obviously, you are, you know, you had a, a very personal connection to the race. Um, you know, why? How did Penn Cycle come to be the the supporting sponsor of the race? Well, you know, I, I've had the chance to get to know Chris Skogan a little bit over the years, and uh, to see what the, what that guy has put into this. I mean, he's put in. So much, uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable, and uh, you know he got to the point that he was just going to give it up, and and so um, I heard I got wind of that, and so I decided I was going to see what I could do, and uh, through my investigation, I found out that he turned it over to the Spring Valley uh, Tourism, so I contacted those guys and said, hey, do you need some help? And uh, they said, yeah, we would sure appreciate some help. And so we've had a number of meetings, and uh, and I think that we've got a good handle on it. And what's really cool is that uh, we are going to maintain the same kind of theme that, that Chris uh, originally wanted, and that's to offer a free race. Uh, everybody's out there on their own, completely unsupported. Um, and uh, – it's, uh, you know, it's the race is really for the riders is really what it is. And I think that's what Chris always envisioned is the Almanzo is the the race that is just for the riders. Yeah, it, it really, obviously there's no barriers to entry. I mean, you show up, bring a bike, show up and you can ride. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think... You know, props to Chris because he he really changed the landscape as far as what people would, you know, how they viewed rides and races. And it really kicked off a whole, I mean, we probably wouldn't be here talking about this today if he didn't decide to to go ahead and do that, really. So it's it's pretty cool that, um, it's pretty cool that that many people have gotten the opportunity because a lot of times I talk to more and more people, obviously being half of riding gravel, that you know, their first instinct, if they haven't done any of that type of thing is, well, it's just a gravel road, but then it's like a fat bike, right? I don't need that. Like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And then they do it and they realize like how cool it is to, you know, with fat bikes to, to ride some groomed trail in the winter and to go out on a, a gravel road in some new country that they haven't experienced before. And it's just one of those things until you do it, you just don't understand. So it's really cool to right. see that many people go out and do it that many times. Mm-hmm. 
So you know that the area that the Almanzo is—it's part of Minnesota, down in the southeast corner. It is just absolutely beautiful. There are so many really cool valleys that, during the course, as you drop into these really neat, quaint valleys and the scenery and the creeks and the rivers and streams and uh, seeing all the farmers getting out and getting the fields uh, spooled up and it, the, it's really cool scenery. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't been in that specific area, but I went to school in La Crosse, so I got an I have an understanding of that whole whole part of the whole part of the world. So it's it's pretty uh pretty unique. And I you know, I'll I'll dig up some pictures too and I'll share those on the on the show page. So if anybody has any questions, if you're not from the area, never done Almanzo, check out the show page and uh I'll have some pictures there for you. Um all right. So the other thing I, I wanted to mention in there too, so before we get to the specifics and what, you know, what you're all going to have on site, what Spring Valley is going to have there, the schedule, kind of all the details. Um, let, let's talk about uh, the recent acquisition of an ambulance. <laughs> Cause I, I'm a, uh, I suspect that that'll be around the Almanza 100, right? Oh yeah. yeah we're <laughs> going to have the ambulance there. All right, so listeners, you're probably wondering, what the hell? What is he talking about, ambulance? So Pat recently, or Penn Cycle, recently got an ambulance. And I'll let you do the talking about, Pat. What What's the deal with the ambulance? Well, you know, we we, uh, we do as much support of rides, uh, the bikes across Minnesota, the old Jim Globeshire ride, all of the uh, MS-150. We do tons. Of, we do about 75 events. And uh, I decided that we needed to have a new vehicle to use for uh, doing events. And so I came up with this idea that, you know, they, they build ambulances to last. And so I started looking around and I found this ambulance fire truck store out in Lester Prairie, Minnesota. And so I, I jumped in my pickup and drove out there. And here I found a 1998 Ford ambulance with 55,000 miles on it. And so I bought it. And we have completely renovated it and made it into a mobile repair vehicle and ride support. And uh, we had uh, a local artist, Adam Tierman, design the graphics. And I'll tell you, it looks cool. (laughs) It's there's um I think you shared a picture. I'll put those in this picture of that in the show notes too, because it's it's pretty slick. I just wanted to get that in there because I'm sure riders will see it out there. So it's it's pretty slick. Um. All right. So let's talk about details. Let's talk about, okay, if I'm going to come out there and, and ride the Almanza 100, what can I, what, what, give us a lay of the schedule. What can I expect? What's going on? Talk about the, the singing of happy birthday. Um, okay. <laughs> Cause people, people <laughs> want to know all these details. So what am I going to do if I'm showing up? Okay. So, um, the uh, registration, as you said, is going to remain open uh, all the way through day of the event. And um, what we have uh, set up is on Friday, uh, actually, you were wrong. They, they, the Almanzo is actually on May 16th on Saturday. Oh, but on shoot. Friday, what, did I, what did I say? You, you said the 15th, but oh, it's on shoot. Saturday the 16th. Sorry. So listeners, scratch that. It's May 16th. Saturday, May 16th. Sorry, I was looking at, uh, yeah, I had the whole schedule in front of me and I wasn't thinking. My fault. All right. Okay. All right. So on Friday morning at uh, 5 a.m., the Alexander 380 starts 
uh, in the, right in downtown Spring Valley in front of the uh, community center. And so the crazy people that want to do a 380-mile gravel road ride, go ahead. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be waiting for you to come back. And then uh, Friday evening, uh, they are going to have uh, um, the packet pickup uh, for your race number and stuff like that. That's going to be open from 5 until 9. Um, the, uh, the spaghetti dinner is going to be served from five until nine at the Spring Valley Historical Society, uh, is hosting that and that's going to be served at the Spring Valley Community Center. And, uh, some of the Skogan family is going to be there actually on Friday night helping uh, pass out the numbers and things like that. Uh, Chris is not going to be able to be, be able to be there because he has to work on Friday night, but, uh, Rumor has it Chris is going to be on the starting line on Saturday morning. Um, then the uh, so the Royale starts at 7 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning, and then the Almanzo 100 starts at 10 a.m. And it's going to be the traditional thing of getting a little pep talk at the beginning, and then we have to uh, sing Happy Birthday to uh, Chris's son Jack, and then at 10 o'clock the uh, Starting gun goes off and have at her. You got a hundred miles till you're done. And, uh, they'll have, uh, uh, some timing so that everybody knows, uh, what their actual time out on the course was. And, uh, there's going to be some, uh, uh, kind of a farmer's market set up in the parking lot at the finish so people can get some eats and some refreshments and things like that. And they're going to have a band there for a while. I, I don't know how long the band is going to play, but, uh, It'll be a really a fun family atmosphere. Cool. Sounds sounds pretty cool. And it doesn't take much digging around riders. If you're thinking about going out there and you've never done it, there's plenty of people who are more than willing to answer any questions that you have. Um, just from looking around, personal experience, uh, you know, forums and Facebook and all that stuff, I mean, people that – it seems like the, the kind of people that do this kind of thing are more than willing to help you out. So if you have any questions about tires or bikes or can you do this or what to expect, like just ask. There's plenty of people. Um, or if you don't know who to contact, shoot me an email, ben at ridinggravel.com, and I'll forward it on to somebody. Or maybe I can answer a general question too. Um, yeah. So just a reminder, almanzo100.bike. The Almanzo 100 is on Saturday, May 16th. The Royal 162 is 16th as well. And then uh, the 380, if you're looking to do the Alexander 380, it's Friday morning, May 15th. All right. Was there anything else? I want to I want to talk about a few more things. Uh, you have uh, Buck Hill coming up here. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, is there anything else about Almanzo that you want to want to get in there? Remind people. Maybe another uh, shout out to. Uh, get some more people to think about coming out. Yeah. You know, I, I just can't, uh, you know, endorse the event enough because it is really a fun experience. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's just no pressure. Just come on down and, uh, we're going to have, you know, a thousand or more, uh, closest friends just, uh, riding gravel together. It's really, it's really a cool experience. Are you, are you riding it this year? I absolutely. All right. So how many will this be then? Uh, this will be actually my my second Almanzo. 
Oh, okay. uh, it's tough for me to get too many miles in in the springtime because right. I'm so busy working. But right. but I've been uh, I've been riding my bike, and I'm going to be on the starting line this year for sure. All right. Do you have any goals or just to finish? It's always just to finish okay. when it comes to growl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Sometimes you you know you get in a little uh, competition with a buddy or something, and you get to you know trash talking with them. Who knows? Well, there's always that, and the, <laughs> yeah, the trash talking is right. and going it's flowing rapidly yes exactly exactly all right so before we go i want to i just want to give you a chance to talk about a little bit about about buck hill uh you started okay. you were the one that started it right 20 what was it 25 years ago the race is at buck hill 20 uh this is going to be our 24th year um buck hill boy that's something that's near and dear to my heart it's it's uh it's kind of my baby uh 24 years ago, I came up, you know, when mountain biking was really starting to take off, I came up with the idea of putting on the mountain bike race series at Buck Hill on Thursday night. And uh, the first Thursday night that we had uh, 24 years ago, it was about 45 uh, crazy beer drinking mountain bikers that, uh, you know, I, I threw posters out in the stores and I'll be done. A bunch of people showed up. And we've been going strong ever since. And what's really kind of cool is to see how this thing has evolved over the years. As I said, it was a bunch of beer drinking, uh, crazy mountain bikers to start with. And then they, they grew up, they got married and uh, started having families. And about 10 years ago, one of the moms comes up to me and says, Hey, you know what? We've got a lot of kids here. Why don't we start doing kids races? And I said, I think that's a fantastic idea. So, we uh, we set up a bunch of orange cones around this big oak tree that's right out in front of the chalet at Buck Hill. And after the uh, mountain bike race is uh, finishing up, we start doing the kids races and we, we break it into different categories. The first category is pedals without bikes. And so we line up a bunch of uh, three and four and five year olds that have uh, the strider type bikes with no no pedals. And we're ready, we're all ready, set, go. And the kids take off and they go, usually for that little kids, they just do one lap and it's not really a scored race. We have a ribbon that we pull across the, the, uh, the, the racetrack, uh, when it's time to quit. And there's a big bin full of candy. And then the kids all get some candy after they get done racing. And then we go through all the different age groups, groups. And, uh, the older they get, the more competitive it gets. But then the grand finale of the night, right before we do the awards, is we have adults racing kids' bikes. And uh, it's, it's all on. It's elbows and, and biting and, and eye gouging and everything going on out there. Yeah. So are you taking on Charlie again this year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Charlie, poor Charlie Try. Yeah, he's, he's throwing down the challenge. His, his little girl got herself a 20 inch bike now and he says that he's gunning for me last year it was hilarious charlie got in front of me and he went down right in front of me i was no no place i could go so i rode right over the top of him <laughs> and his kid's bike <laughs> oh i i always want to get that in there because it's just funny it's a funny picture of of him laying sprawled out getting run over so, yeah, yeah yeah i told him i was sorry <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> All right. So races at Buck Hill, they start on May 7th, Thursday night, May 7th. And then they go for how many weeks? 
we go from May 7th until the uh, the first Thursday of August is our last race. And that really works out well because if we were to go to the second week of August, then it's dark by 9 o'clock and it's just, you know, it, that's the perfect yeah. time slot. So we have adequate light and there, we have a lot of music out there. Uh, last year, Hollywood Henderson showed up with his band, DNS. That's Dad's Nighttime Friends is the name of the band. And then we had a couple of bands show up, and we do fireworks around the 4th of July. And uh, Crystal Lake uh, Catering uh, has the big grill out there, and they serve burgers and brats and veggie burgers and beer and pop and water. And and uh, it's just a, it's a great, great family atmosphere. Yeah, so if you're new to mountain bike racing or looking to just get in, you know, have a fun night after work and you're, uh, haven't tried it out. Buck Hill is South of Minneapolis, um, right off of 35, right? Yep. Yep. So take 35 South of Minneapolis. I don't know how many miles, what, 20 miles or something. No, no it's like, 15, uh, 10? like, it's like 10 miles South of the, of the cities. Okay. You know, I like to call that Buck Hill is really the fast food of, of mountain bike racing. <laughs> we only charge 10 bucks and we usually give, uh, about four to five hundred dollars worth of, uh, swag away on door prizes. And then all of the competitors, we score them, uh, for the different classes three deep and we give them, uh, Penn Cycle gift cards. Well, there you go. It's a good chance to get out and goof around and get some stuff. So. All right, cool. So where can where can people find information on that? Just go to pencycle.com? Yep, just go to our website, and there's uh, yeah. links there, and there's some videos and stuff like that. And All right. Yeah, come on out. It's a heck of a good time. Cool. So, yeah, and I just mentioned it, but check out pencycle.com. That'll take you all the information. You can learn about what Pencycle has going on. How many locations do you have in Minneapolis? We have seven stores. There you go. So seven stores in the Minneapolis area. Plenty going on. So, Pat, I appreciate, as always, coming on, taking the time. Well, it's always a pleasure. I really I really enjoy, and uh, I want to thank you for doing such a fantastic job with uh, Mountain Bike Radio and everything that you do for the sport and for keeping everybody informed. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's good to hear. I, I appreciate it. So we'll definitely uh, – I think we're going to get you on after the Almanzo and uh, see how it went. So okay, that'd be <laughs> make sure we'll, we'll make sure, make sure you finished and, uh, make sure you, uh, did a little trash talk along the way. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We'll cool. be doing that for sure. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Pat. And thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the riding gravel radio ranch. <laughs>